You might have symptoms of bougie when everything you have is designer brand for your backpack to pack in your strap. My man, sure. How you doing? <laughs> right off the top of the dome, I see, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's supposed to be Lulu Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101. Or hit us up on Instagram at Square Circle 101. Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. And feel free to stop by RCF at 9 a.m. on Wednesday, Wednesday mornings if you want to work out on this show. <laughs> Might have might have the coy there, coach of the year. Cold or cheap labor for love, one of the two. <laughs> How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling all right, feeling man. Good? Just uh not really, man. Just trying to get over this fever, man. But I'm still here trying to trying to make these ends meet, man. And what's what's the sickness? Is it too much vagina? No, it wasn't that. It was just I don't know, man. I'm dealing with a lot of sick people at work, so I probably caught it from one of these dirty cats. <laughs> probably, man. It's just that it's that new variant. <laughs> <laughs> so new video. How, what you got for me? How we winning? All right, man. So this is actually placed perfect too. Uh, Symptoms of bouginess? Nah. Got a quote from D and G. Once you become fearless, life becomes limitless. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, man. That's um, a good one. I like that. You know what? That's I, what every I man it. said with unprotected sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's also how AIDS got spread. But um, not true, but. <laughs> But um, I like that too because, like, yeah. I remember one time. I'm not gonna say which job it was, but I left one job. Uh, I got offered a job, and then I didn't take it because I was comfortable where I was at. Yeah. And then when I finally made the jump, it was late, but I still got in at a great time. Yeah. But then I saw how it was better on the other side. So from mm-hmm. then on, I would take a chance on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Anything. Yeah. And that's the reason why I'm at exactly where I'm at right now, too, is because... On the run, I, so uh, I, yeah. don't call. <laughs> we are recording in I Virginia. Have, I don't have a location based yeah. on here, do that's I? Right, right. No. Um, we got 30 minutes to find Turning that location, I mean, uh, taking <laughs> those chances would allow me to be successful. And I'm very, I'm happy that I uh, actually took that, my own advice with that. No, it's it's about happiness at the end of the day. No yeah. Where you're at in life. If, 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 you're, if your happiness is working at Burger King, coming home and having a drink... Nope. That's success for you, maybe. Take the you chance. Know? But it, you got to take the chance to, to but, see where you're at. I, I mean, mean I said that, Drew, because it's like, also, we're going to get into the, the Dimitri Bivol and Canelo Alvarez fight, mm-hmm. but Canelo dared to be great. We're going to talk about it. Yep. All right. One, one more time. How, how are we with it? Once you become fearless, life becomes limitless. Now, for this, before we get into that main event here, the first thing I, I have written down is just the undercards. So I asked you, who was on the undercard? Don't know, right? So you sent me this thing uh, from Mike Coppinger on Twitter. Boxing as a whole needs to figure out the undercard problem that plagues the sport. Need at least one truly competitive fight with stakes on pay-per-view undercard. No matter the promoter, seems this is almost always an issue. So I saw that, but you know what was crazy about that Mm -hmm. is the fights we watched last week had great undercards. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Even with the – well, now, okay. So who did we watch last week? Nico Wash, Keyshawn Davis. Yeah. So now, now there's was, now this is the thing also. the main event of that fight? Shakur Stevenson's in. Uh, yeah. My man Oscar uh, about this. Yeah. Now check this out. Now that changes though. If those fights would have went to distance, would we still be saying that was great undercards? 
Well, if the, with the fact that they didn't go to distance still made him a great undercard. Made him a great undercard. You like, that's what you want to see. First of all, yeah. most people would, I mean, unless it's a war, most people want to see the knockouts. Now, let me, this is one of these things that separate, this is what separates Bob Arum from PBC, Andy Hearn, everybody else. This man probably had final say, if anything, but probably less in preparation of it. For top rank, main event, big fight card, Shakur Stevenson versus Valdez, they could have got anybody under those undercards, anybody. Oh. Took a chance on two fighters that aren't even ready to go 10 rounds yet. And it panned out for them, right? Yeah. Panned out very well for them. So they got very good prospects in there, exactly. too. Exactly. So. And that's what and that's probably what separates Bob Arum being 150 years old versus everybody else is that he knows how to do an undercard. He knows how to sell a fight. He uh -huh. knows the lineup. He knows matchup styles. He also knows how to keep it in-house. And you know what? That's the thing about it, too. It's just like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pay to watch the fights. Mm -hmm. We are gonna pay to watch the fights, but I'll be damned if I got to keep paying like 80 bucks to watch one good fight, which is yeah. the main event. Like I pay, I don't pay just for the main event. I pay for all the undercards and I want to see that. Mm -hmm. I yes. would like to see them competitive yes. and I would like to see them good. So even though we only pay for the main event this time, but <laughs> literally this time, yeah. actually literally, that's about how that went. Uh, but anyways, so with undercards and boxing, we need to just step it up. Like there's so many up and comers and it's good to get the up and comers in there, yeah. but nothing's wrong with having a seasoned fight. Like, one, I, I forgot who's... It might have been actually a Canelo undercard where they had um, Victor Ortiz and Jose Cito Lopez or something like that. Like yeah. when you get these two guys that are that are that that should have happened a long time ago, but you got names in there. Yeah. So even by the time the second fight comes, the co-main event comes, I'm a couple of drinks in. So I'm ready to watch a fight. And My, it's better to watch two proven professionals sometimes versus taking a chance with up-and-comers. Well, or do you take the chance? Well, um, I, I kind of look at it in a couple different ways. One, I'm looking at it from a Canelo standpoint. If you have a whole bunch of young cats or no-namers or any of that, I, I feel like that's not sharing a whole bunch of money from what they from the bulk load of what I know, they're Pesos getting. is a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what I kind of feel. It's like, are you shortchanging everybody so you can get the, the brunt of you know the money? But I'll tell you one thing. Make up some up-and-comers. You mm -hmm. know why? Because yes. the thing is, they're going to be excited regardless. It's going to pay you back. And it, it gets them the notoriety. I mean, we do have the Showtime yeah. Next Generation, mm -hmm. which is always good. That's where they you know, they get their start. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, early in your career, that's when you take the most chances. And that's when you are, you know, they're setting you up for, you know, trying to get wins. So mm -hmm. you're going to see more knockouts. You're going to see more people going forward. Yes. It's usually once they get more seasons when they kind of start taking it back because they mm -hmm. got their reputation, they got their titles, they yes. got all that kind of stuff on the line. So you may not go out there and, you know, give it your all, mm -hmm. or you may just do enough just to get the win, you know, where you walk out with everything intact. So I like it. I like it a lot. Now, you ready to get into this main event? Because that's, I don't remember who fought the end of the card. So we can <laughs> jump right into it. Now, when I watched this fight, I scored a 116-112. Yep. My dad called me to tell me he had a 116-112. Okay. So when they had a 115, 113 yep. across the board or whatever, I wasn't mad at that decision at all. Okay. Now, watching this fight, we're talking about Bibble versus Canelo. I said the vegan diet, I thought, played a part. I thought you saw it right away, personally. You know what? So I had a few people call me and text me. Did you tell them to wait till the show? And, and, well, no. I, I They asked me if I was okay because <laughs> Canelo lost. <laughs> now, and, and, and I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of like, now, I've always been a Canelo fan, yes. and I think the reason why they called me is because I put them on a Canelo years ago, years ago, years ago, years ago, years ago. If it was Crawford or Shakur, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just showing up. Yeah, I'm yeah, just showing up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Years ago. But, it, and it's like, 
Look, I said this about Floyd Mayweather retiring. Mm-hmm. This is better for the sport. Now, yes. to get to um to get to the scoring, I don't think the fight was that close. What you got? Four rounds and I had, I had four rounds, yeah. One sixteen, one twelve, yeah. I had three rounds tops. That's eight to four, so I, I, I can see that. I didn't see There's a quote Ke- from Bibble. He said maximum amount of rounds Canelo won was four. Yeah. On all judges' scorecards, they all gave him the first four rounds. They all gave Canelo the first four rounds? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the swing was for you, probably that fourth round. So, actually, I had I had Bivol winning the third round, and I had Canelo winning two after took, that. And that was you it. actually uh, scored, and I didn't. I just mm-hmm. gave it the eye test, which which is what I usually do. Mm-hmm. Sorry, treats his way. <laughs> who doesn't? No, right? but only real man. The thing is, man, it's more about a well executed game plan that yes. Demetri Bivol had. Yes, like honestly, when it comes to somebody like this, I like the mm-hmm. last. Well executed game plan mm-hmm. that I saw for somebody who was supposed to be close. Mm-hmm. Teofimo Lopez versus Lomachenko. Yes. yes. Like you talking about sticking to the plan from yes. round one Dang to round one. twelve. Yeah. Don't get sucked into it. Don't yeah. get there. Don't overextend. Like mm-hmm. I thought Dimitri Bivol was phenomenal. Yes. And he went there and then he wasn't able to wasn't get his t- intimidated arm. He wasn't by the intimidated by scene, him. nothing. Yep. So he performed well under the lights. Now everybody that asked me about this fight. Before I gave him my pick, and I picked Canelo, I said, this is the toughest test for Canelo since Mayweather. Yeah. That's what I told everybody. This is his toughest test since Mayweather. He's never fought anybody at this level. And the only thing that he should have over him was the stage, being at the stage on the lights. And Bibble lived up to it. Now, I wrote down here, gateway drug. This is what it was for Canelo. It was a gateway drug. Just like weed was a gateway drug for most, right? For me... Opened my doors up to everything till I hit that wall, which happened to be Dimitri Bibble. I'll call it methamphetamines. Yeah, but that's what happens, right? So this is what happened with, with, with Canelo. He the wind. He got the wind. You knocked out the crusher, right? Yeah. You're handling dudes from 154 to 175. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's try it for the first time. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I can try heroin. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Then you hit the man who has been tested has four. 298, 14 losses as an amateur. He's, what, 17 wins as a pro, 11 knockouts. So everything is there saying that he should, and the size, were definitely should have won. Now, I thought Canelo looked a lot smaller than what I expected against someone like Bibble, but it, from what I was reading lately, the Bibble, I guess he's not, he's not he's a not, natural. He's not, no, he's not, he's not dramatically big, big. Yes. as a person. Because I think what they said was he, said he was he, only he was only like 183 yes. or something like that. Yeah. At, walk you know, in. the walking in. They probably walked in close to the same weight. Yeah. Because I think they both walk around probably 180, 185. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those. It was one of those things too. And I was like, look at that Canelo. Canelo looked, you know, a little bit bigger. Yeah, he looked not. Wider. No, he wider. looked wider. Yeah. And then so with the V, and this is what I want to say. Everybody was checking on me, and then they said I was making. I wasn't making excuses, for Canelo, but I honestly did think the vegan diet. Mm-hmm. I thought that played a huge part, and I then him, so. and then also him moving up in weight. Yes, like uh, you yeah, know, yeah. maybe he's not used to. I mean, honestly, there was no I moment to, I hate to. I, I don't want to diminish. The Cane- lock, though, yeah. Canelo's uh, win to Sergey Kovalev. Yeah, but he got somebody who was at the end. Nobody of thought his Sergey was a threat. No, no not one no. moment did we think Crusher was a actual threat to Canelo, yeah. and I think Canelo didn't either. And I think he might have walked in thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that Vicky diet really hurt him. So, so what if you were Canelo? Not as, if you were just Canelo making the decision, taking the diet out of it. What do you do next? What do you think he should do? 
honestly, if you were his, if you were his advisor, so you have to tell me in Spanish. Um, what do you think? What would you tell him? Well, um, one, I would probably stay around uh, the weight where he's at now, so that way he can get used to that for a longer uh, training camp. Okay, and then also conditioning. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Canelo fade like that in a fight. Ever, ever. He ever. faded really bad. Really like bad. he was tired. Yes. And then so that was the thing. It's just like a lot of times when you see these 12 rounders, man, conditioning, it, you know, plays a huge part. I've never seen anybody di- with success on a vegan diet in sports, especially. Yeah. And that's, that was my first thought by the by the time he started showing that, that sign we of talking, being gas. We were talking about that the other day, man, because yeah. they were talking about like Arian Foster who went vegan and then he was never the same after he got <laughs> injured at the Houston Texans yes. and stuff like that too. Ray Rice so, knocked out his chick. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no. There's no evidence that he was on a vegan diet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it, it's – that's what I would – that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the way that Dimitri Vilbel fought, I don't think it's going to matter if they go for the rematch. I don't think it. I don't think it really matters. Daniel Jacobs said he thinks Bibble's the guy who just has his number. Yeah. And sometimes when that person exists, yeah, there's nothing you can do about you it. Can do. Oh. My man Timothy Bradley, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. It's just the guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I think unfortunately Mayweather's probably the only one who never had to experience it. No. Um, but other than that. Like everybody has that person usually. If you're, that's why there's so little people Muhammad that retire. Ali had Joe Frazier. Yeah. I mean, granted, even though he won two out of three, but there's somebody, Manny Pacquiao hey. and uh, Marquez. Yes. Manuel Marquez. Like yeah. you yeah. just you have a certain you person have who that, knows you. That arch enemy, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Just like I know you, regardless. So do you think should he take should he go after the rematch right away? I think I personally think he should go after get Golovkin Triple G be up another Russian. And you go after this Russian. This is what Dimitri Bivol said when asked about the rematch against Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Right now, my goal is to receive what I deserve. If the rematch is going to happen, I need to get what I deserve. He walks in here to champ. Wants the, money. The money. Mm-hmm. The the coming out second. Mm-hmm. The name. The title. All that is. All that he is. He should make his. him fight in Russia on Cinco de Mayo. Ooh. That's gangster, right? I mean, he definitely could do he that. Can. All the, all the, all because he can even give a give up a little bit more money to Canelo for that one. Hey, no, 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 you ain't never fought in Russia. Just think about that would be a huge fight, bro. Well, unfortunately, because of everything going on politically, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> but in the world, in the, in the universe of Rocky Four, yeah. this would be perfect, right? Something to that effect. I'm very, very happy that Canelo lost. I am too, bro. I am too. Like that, that's, really and, and, too. and then so I said this not last episode, but the episode before last. It's just like watching the NFL Combine. We can yeah. commentate and everything. We don't know. We don't know. We, don't know. we literally, we don't even think we talked about the details of the fight. We were just like, all right, Canelo, Canelo should win this. And that's the beauty of it. And when, that's the beauty of it. When I got home that night, I'm sitting and I'm talking to Lisa and I have this big smile on my face. I'm like, I can't believe he lost. Yeah. And she's like, why are you smiling? And I was like, because I can't believe he lost. This opens everything up this, so big. It does. Yes. And these are what losses do in boxing. Yes. Like, hopefully the Canelo mm-hmm. sweepstakes is, like, over for yes. the most part. For the most part. For the most yeah. part. Hopefully it's over. I saw a couple people like, hey, don't be waiting for that Canelo card yet now because, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it died off. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though? The disrespect Canelo's gotten from this. This is... You know what? That's just going to let you know. Sports fans are terrible. Terrible people. Terrible, terrible people, people to sit there and watch. It's like. You know how you many Seattle Seahawks season tickets came open this year? Yeah. 
Well, because you guys are the worst fan base in the history of everything. I cannot I argue you. that. Yeah, you guys are terrible. But I can't speak for them. I can speak for myself. I'm still a fan. I'm going to go to the game. You should. But at the same time, now I, I get to spend 300 bucks and go to a box seat game. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened if Russell didn't left. Yeah. So just like Canelo's loss, I'm smiling, but I'm sad. Yeah. I'm no, smiling you, and I'm sad. That, well, at the same time, it's just like that just goes with our power for power where we have him just mm -hmm. winning everything against everybody. Yep. This opens up the discussion for who is pound for pound, number one overall. Huh. Does he actually move? Yeah. Now, hold on. I don't want to get into it yet because I still because there's still a lot of things okay, about good, good, this good, that's, good. that's uh, crazy. This loss does not negate everything he's done in his past. Mm -mm. He went mm -mm. up a weight class. Mm -mm. He's still he's still unified champ at one sixty eight. So I mean like maybe he just Is, can't this do was it. gonna happen. It was gonna happen because if he would have beat Bivol, he would have went after Usyk next? Like really? You'd have you'd have beat you, you really would have went down to fight Triple G? Nah bro. You're going after Bitter Beaver Usyk after that if you beat Bivol. Triple G's just gonna have to wait. You know one of my, you know one of my favorite. Uh, he was gonna hit this wall regardless. You know one of my favorite quotes hmm. is was uh, Mickey Rourke and Iron Man too. Yeah. He said, "What happens if you see if you can make God bleed? There will be blood in the water, and the sharks will come." <sighs> this is this is what happens mm. when you beat somebody like a Canelo Alvarez yeah. because it gives everybody else the confidence. Yes. It's just like so now Usyk's looking at it like, "Don't come up here." Don't or anybody like that. It's just mm -hmm. like you know that gives David Benavidez like, hey, bro. This makes I you think about you, it, it's I, the yeah. I mean, this makes me think about Andre Ward. Is this why he retired? Because you thought maybe at that wall that could have been Anthony Joshua. Because if you'd have kept winning, got up there, yeah. this could have been the wall. Because yeah. Andre Ward, I think, is smart enough to see that yeah. with all the confidence in the world, yeah, size and everything else, and where he was at this time. As much as I want to, I, I should win. Mm -hmm. But this is a wall that maybe I shouldn't go. Yeah, and He's I think smart. he said he wanted to get out with everything intact, and mm -hmm. he did though. So did, it's yep. just like this, this loss opens up so much, th so many things for boxing, mm -hmm. and I think in a positive, in a great way. Great. So great, it's great. Um, hats great, off to great, me, Dimitri great. Bivol. Shout out for putting on hey. a show, living up hey. to the stage. What was he? Plus five hundred. 450 Plus four or 400 Mayweather bet $10,000. So the thing about it is you see Mayweather put a whole lot of money. $10,000 is nothing to him. So he was just like, he was like, all right, man, I'll, I'll give you this, the odds. Cause you know, that's probably like our $10 or whatever his 10 grand. So he, there was a moment in the fight where we watched the odds change. Yeah. I bet you that was right before he placed the bet. I bet you the bet was placed. The, the money came in, the odds changed right away. Cause that's usually what happens in Vegas. Well, either way, he won. He won. He won forty-two thousand total. Fifty-two is what he cashed out. So it's crazy. why not? Do you think he even cashed it? He's like, just send it to me. Just send it to me. Cool. You know where I'm in, or he probably you know has what? Head, head <laughs> pick it up. That's horrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. All right, man. As we talk about, I want to get into this pound for pound. Oh, oh also, okay. also, I almost forgot. I almost forgot this. Now check this out, though. This is another reason why the disrespect definitely needs to stop. Amount of fights between 2021 and 2022. Canelo, four. Crawford, Spence, Inouye, Usyk combined five. Terrible. This, no excuses with the scam, Demick, and everything. This is something where I'm glad they didn't believe in Corona in Mexico. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. So... That just shows this man. What happened? Winning is a drug. 
It's probably the best drug out there. Chasing legacy. Chasing right? legacy. Next, and it's it's and and this just all it does is go in the same adrenaline rush category, of course. But that's what winning does. It get it gets that blood pumping. You get the adrenochrome pumping if you're a baby. We don't have to that. But then you get that rush and you're addicted. Once you're addicted and you're hooked, it is there's usually no turning back until you hit that wall. Now, one of the things I do love about sports is that only in sports can a ranking become a living thing, a live living thing that never dies. It changes constantly, right? So think about right now, NFL doesn't start until September. They do these rankings change a hundred times before the league starts, right? I got this thing because like I'm a I'm a Maryland fan for mm-hmm. uh, basketball for college basketball, and it'll be and it'll have well they have it for all the colleges. It'll be like the way too early rankings, and it'll be like ten minutes after yeah. the national title game. I'm like, you don't know what's happening in the transfer portal. You yeah, don't yeah. know what's happening, in the, and then it's just like, I I mean. I'm infatuated with list as well, so I can completely understand it too. But I think the only thing is the reason why boxing is really important with the pound for pound rankings yeah. is because like there's not a whole bunch of contributing factors. It's just one person to uh, actually take take it. So it's yeah. just like you know, it's a, a team, a football team, or a basketball team. You have a whole bunch of other, you know, there are people that can transfer. There's people that can get injured. It's one person, mm-hmm. so it has way more to dictate. That's why I only get whenever I make bets. It's only on boxing because there's way less variables that I have to worry about. That's right. Now, I think here is what we're gonna do is we're gonna cover this ESPN mm-hmm. pound for pound ranking. We're just gonna cover theirs. Because everybody else's changes. This is the easiest. Did to you buy. look up Boxrex? I did not. You want to pull that up real quick here? Yeah. Now, I have our power for power ranking. So we'll go through what our current was before this past weekend. I had, we had Canelo number one. Okay. Crawford two. Uh huh. Tyson Fury three. Uh huh. Spence four. Okay. Shakur five. Usyk six. Tank seven. Inoue eight. Wilder nine. Josh Taylor ten. Okay. Somebody's coming off this list, I think. I think someone might be coming off this list today. How? We're going to talk about it and see. Because now we give little respect to other power for power rankings, right? We see them a lot of times. They discuss us. ESPN in particular is one that we hold a. We don't got a grudge against it. It's just when we see it, it's like who, who you let too many people that don't know boxing get involved in this list. Now. All right. So you want box rex? Yes. All right. So their pound for pound rankings, mm-hmm. they have Canelo one, Dimitri Bivol two, mm-hmm. Triple G three, mm-hmm. Terrence Crawford four, Earl Spence five, Usyk six, Joshua seven, Shakur Stevenson eight, Deontay Wilder nine, Artur Better Biev ten. Okay. Now, so they they didn't even move Canelo, right? Mm-hmm. Now they have Canelo ESPN. They have Canelo 1 still, Terrence Crawford 2, Inoue 3, Usyk 4, Fury 5, Errol Spence 6, Taylor 7, Lomachenko 8, Bibble 9, and Juan Estrada 10. ESPN loves Lomachenko. They do. They do. I don't even know why Estrada's on the list, honestly. But I'm not saying he's not a power for power fighter, but I don't think he makes that list with those names. Right? Now... Two places did not change Canelo's ranking, right? Number one. So that's the first thing we need to talk about right now. Does he stay number one on our list? No. 
my first thought already, after the fight was over, Crawford jumped to number one automatically. Yes. Right? Yeah. Canelo number two, for sure. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Now. <laughs> so him being number two, you know what that says? Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. Exactly, exactly. And why Crawford should be number one on most lists, I think, right now. Yeah. Um, Tyson Fury, last time we talked, they said they were going to give him 10 days or something, right? Mm-hmm. To make an announcement. Still haven't heard anything. They haven't stripped him of the title. He hasn't officially retired. I was reading today that Sugar Hill says that he's not coming back, but there's no still no official retirement. No official retirement. So I'm he's still number three? Yes. Spence, number four. Uh, nothing else has changed. You think... Should okay, let's make this easy. Does Bivol make the list to you? No, no, he doesn't. Uh-uh. Okay, because it? it's like one of those things. It's just like Styles make fights, and he could have just have his number. Yep. I want to see what he. I want to see what it is. Our versus our tour better. Now, PF. at what point on this list here? Now, Tyson Fury, I think is good. If anybody comes off this list soon, it's probably going to be Tyson Fury. If assuming that he stays retired, right? Uh huh. Wilder, how long does Wilder stay on this list if he doesn't fight soon for us? Because we got. We got a possible unification. We got to see. We got to see. We got to see what happens. You know, people got to win to get up in here. Of course. And they and they lose. And and most of our and the thing is, Canelo dropped because of a loss. But most of the time, people who fall out of ours are just from inactivity. Yes, that's true. So that's what it is. So it's mm-hmm. just like I think Deontay Walker deserves to stay there until I, I somebody until somebody works their way in. I agree for now. So. I'm not ready to put Bivol on the list because I think he bought. He fought a guy that he was used to fighting dudes bigger than him. Yeah. So fighting a guy a little bit smaller than him, even height-wise, I think he wasn't worried about it. And he's such a smart boxer. Mm-hmm. He went in and he had a solid game plan. He stuck to his story. It easily won. Samson Simpson. I stick by my story. Now, man, I hope Canelo does not go vegan. All right, so then we're good on this pound-for-pound pound list, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on from that one then. I think I, th- I like that. I think I'm good with that. I'm okay with... With my man Crawford going number one. Now this up here, I saw that they were looking at for possibly July 9th. I think what, right now negotiation is coming down to where the fight's going to be. Jose Ramirez Jr. versus Conor Ben. Jose Ramirez, we know former 140-pound unified champ. Uh-huh. Lost, lost the belts to Josh Taylor, who became undisputed. Mm-hmm. Versus Conor Ben, looking to make his U.S. debut, I think, against the wrong guy. What do you think? Now you got to test this guy. Yeah. If you can get Ramirez to come to the UK, that might be better for Conor Ben. But either way, I do not like this matchup for him. I like it. I do too. Because I, I don't have yeah. no dog in this fight, so I'm I do too. I don't think Conor Ben's ready for it personally. I think I think he's right trying to go after guys like uh, I think he's going after a guy like Brock Boner should be good. But there's a lot of names in there that you can get. But I don't think Ramirez is at a point in his career. You ain't getting him. You ain't getting him to the US, man. I mean to the UK. He makes way more money. You fight him in Fresno. Period. That's what it is. It's actually here. Let me pull it up. What's the last time? Uh, Ramirez. He just Ramirez beat, fought. Uh, he just beat Jose Pedraza, uh, Pedraza, Pedraza. in March. On a, I think, a unanimous decision. Honestly. Yeah. Now, and especially with Conor Ben, mm-hmm. what is what does he have done that's significant? I uh, KTFO Algeria. Okay. Knocked out Adrian Granados. Okay. And those are those are uh, and whoever he fought last time. I was another American fighter they brought over. Those are the two biggest names off the top of my head. So, hey man, I, I think he's still I, more hype. I, I, do you think he's still more hype, man? I he's very. He's we don't very, know. We he's really a very know. entertaining fighter. He is, and I actually fighter. and I actually like this kid, man. I I don't see I don't see a problem with him uh, taking this fight, whether you know in with the U.S. Jose or Ramirez. UK. No, 
Okay. Have, him make it, have him come over here. He's going to have to. This is where the money You got to come here anyways, yeah. bro. So you yeah. might as well get it over with now. I, I like that. I like that. Uh, official? Uh, well, I don't think it's official yet, but it looks like July 23rd, Usyk versus Anthony Joshua rematch in the Middle East. Okay. I like that. I like uh, that too. I do like that in the Middle East. It, it's, it's, it's a good neutral ground. You said what date? What was the date? July 23rd, possibly. So, um, source, lightweight prospect Keyshawn Davis is penciled to return to the ring July 23rd as well. Awesome. That means there's other fights in the work, if not so. So, um, the undercard of Richard Comey and Jose Pedraza fight. Mm-hmm. They're fighting? Yeah. Nice. That's a good matchup, actually. Yep. That's a good, very good matchup. That's for where those guys in their careers, I, I'm actually looking forward to that fight. Yep. Now, there's a up-and-comer that... He's got a lot of buzz, more than I think he deserves. And he's talking a lot of smack, I think today, that I sent you on Twitter. Is it Raleigh Romero? Roland? They call him Raleigh. Roland Romero talking a lot of smack. He only had one line in there that I saw that I thought was really good was when they asked him, uh, who loses between Comboso versus Haney? He said the fans. thought that was kind of funny. But talked a lot of smack about Tank Davis. How... What do you think about Romero? Because he's fighting in two weeks from now. He said he sounded punch drunk, like it, like when he was talking. Like I couldn't even really understand what he was saying, and it just made me feel bad for him already, man. He just, I'm glad that he hasn't. I'm glad that he's a boxer and he doesn't have anything to do with education because I'm like I couldn't really get over. No, he reminds me of your boy's boy, your Ooh. boy's boy that he your boy brings around because that's his boy growing up. That's his band, and, yeah. and because he's your man. You let him come along. But he's always looking to say something cool, right? But it never pans out. Every time he drops it open in his mouth, it's like, oh, just shut up, bro. Just shut up. We're just here to kick it. Just shut up. Now, he said that he thought Tank had frail arms, right? Okay. And, he, and short arms, frail arms, he's going to knock him out. Well, his record obviously shows that he's not. does not have frail arms. No, he's just, he's just talking. I think at first I thought it was going to be a competitive matchup. After I hear him talking smack. And once again, it's the silence you got to be scared about. Yep. But with Tank saying nothing, I think Tank is going to mess this boy up. It's I'm not making a pick yet, but I think he's going to mess this boy up. You know, it's one of those things. Is it's like I don't know if you could uh, when I don't know, you remember the tournament that uh, Sidney Dean and Billy Hoyle played, course, and White Man no. can't of can't course. jump. Versus Duck Johnson, the king. No, no, no. That was the very end. That was the very end. But um, I forgot the other guy's name. But anyway, um, Woody Harrelson was talking trash to him the whole time, trying to get him out again. Yeah. You think he's maybe trying to do this to get under his skin to see if he can make go off course, go off plan? Because ain't nothing worse than a boxer who doesn't stick to the plan. Yes. And he could definitely, if he's able to uh, squeeze something in, you know, while he's being erratic. Yes. Because one thing that's terrible is an emotional fighter. This is a thinking man sport. So, but yes. whether we're making a pick or not, Javante Davis. Today, Javante Davis for sure. I, I, I'm going to look at what the odds are because I might, I don't know. Well, I'm going to see what the odds are because it's probably not worth betting on because there's no way that it's going to be an even fight. I think they're definitely going to make Tank the da- uh, Tank. the Dave. Tank the Tank. <laughs> tank Davis the favorite in that fight. So, Roland Romero, I think you frail, just... Frail arms, 26-0 and 0 with 24 knockouts. Keep talking spec, bro, because it's going to be someone's entertainment. Because I like it. Because what if he knocks him out? Then it was worth it. And it's still good for us. But Rolando most likely... Romero, 14-0 with 12 knockouts. The hits are there. 
right? Yeah. But it's the level of opposition on this one. It's mm-hmm. not about the stage, nothing else. The power is there. The percentage-wise so, matches up, but it's about the level of opposition. Anthony Yigit was the last person he beat. I mean, he's knocking everybody out, but... But that's it. That's the only name on there that's really respectful that we know. This is... Um, yeah, this is going to be the biggest step up in his life. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. That's a lot to chew. That's a lot. That's a big. That's a big. That's a. That's a big. It's a tall a order, jump. right? Now, as things come culminate with us and come full circle, we're going to talk about the undercards. Can you type in the name? Um, this one should pull up. Jerry Eric Lanzas, E R I C K L A N Z A S, and he's facing Jerry Perez. This is the first fight in the undercard versus Charlo versus Casano. You, you said who? Eric, E-R-I-C-K, last name is L-A-N-Z-A-S. I figured this one would pop up probably first easiest. But he's, he should be facing a Jerry Perez. And that's going to be the first fight on the Charlo Castano undercard. Who are these guys? I think one of them's undefeated. I, I'm not sure on these guys. I've never seen them fight. I just want to get to know more about these dudes before I watch them this weekend. At least for what we can see on paper. All right, let me see. Hold on. Eric Lanzas, Z A Okay. Um, Fake news don't exist. There's Lanez and there's Lanzas. Um, okay. Oh, let's try a Jerry um, Perez with a J. Okay. Yeah, because there's none I'm not bringing up there. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a soft J. Yeri? A soft J? Yeri? Um, I work with. Uh, so, what, so, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Jerry Perez. J E R Y. Jerry. Jerry. There's a new podcast I found. It's called Comedy Pinata. And it's all these comedians, they just pull up these little clips of other comedians and then they rank them. They never even usually finish the clips because all they do is just start talking smack right away. It's so funny. Mm. Is Jerry Perez nicknamed the Joker? Does he got a fight schedule this weekend? Let's see. Right now, when it comes to the undercards, this is not looking good for the PBC. Not looking good at all. All right. If not, I know the other one are names that we have heard of for the co-main event. So we can always go to that one if we can't find Mr. Yeti okay. Perez. Eric Lanzas Jr., yep. Okay, we found it. Okay, what's the record of Mr. Perez? Uh, he, he is 14-1. and one. Okay, because he seems to be the A-side of this fight. And, and then, Eric Lanzas is 10-0. and 0. Okay, what's what's what knockouts on either one of these guys? Uh, Jerry Perez, he's 13-1 with 10 knockouts. Mm-hmm. That's a good matchup there. Eric Lanzas Jr. Hold on. My uh, or Junior. My computer is very and uh, hold on. You know, a joke is totally died now. It's like you can't. No one can ever blame computer problems on porn anymore. Nope. Right. Never nope. again. Never again. I'm actually Never gonna again. start. I know exactly what I'm gonna do after this. Sorry, Seven knockouts for okay. Eric Lenzis. Okay, so not bad. Never heard of these guys. Hopefully they could. Hopefully this could be a top rank moment. Yep. And Bob Arum. And I'm sorry. And the the myth or board of known as Al Heyman, has got the right matchups in here for this next one. Um, Brandon Lynch versus Marcos Madman Hernandez is a rematch to a fight that fought to a draw last year, I think actually on the same undercard, and they're going to be matching up again. Now, the main event of that fight is Jumar Charlo and Brian Castaño here. Now, I have a couple things to talk about on this one. Jamal Charlo's been talking, or Jamel, Charlo's been talking a lot of smack about Castaño, right? Castaño said he's going to knock him out this time. Now, I'm going to make this easy for you. I'm picking Charlo to win. <laughs> oh, man. You, uh, are you sure you want to do that? No, I, actually, I, 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 I'm just doing that mess with you. I think Castaño is going to win. 
I think he's going to win, or I think it's going to be another draw. So, this is Jermail, right? Yep. You can't tell apart either. It's horrible. The thing about it is, man, I think both of the Charlos, as much as I am a fan of them, I think they're both like on a collision course to being getting reality checked. That just they're at a crossroads because, of life, I think. Just because one, all the stuff they do on the outside of the ring, but which is, which is just but I hope bored the which is like just like I was talking about uh Tremonte Davis, the emotional aspect that they bring. Mm -hmm. And I understand emotion is good for the sport, mm -hmm. but when you start abandoning your plan and your your game plan, it just never looks the good. Prize. So I I just I, I don't prize, I, think. I don't think that they have the mental stability to to and this and it sounds stupid because they're mm -hmm. Jamel Chalo's thirty one and thirty four and one mm -hmm. eighteen knockouts mm -hmm. and you know he's a, he is a champ but it's just like when he gets in there with people who are pure boxers it just sometimes it just doesn't. Mm -hmm register like they he takes a whole bunch of big swings and he misses and he tires himself out too yeah. so it's just you're not going to knock out everybody i mean yes. just like you know i mean he should have never lost to tony harrison should so not. it's so it's yeah. so it's those type of things that exactly. i kind of worry about you know so no i feel you on this one this is one of these things i think castano is such a smart fighter this is a man who who beat harrison deloria pretty yeah. handily and i don't think we've seen laura fight since so he basically retired the Cuban fighters, one of the slickest boxers I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. But I, I, this is one of these moments where I think Jamel needs to take a step back, stop believing your own press clippings. This is a man who I still believe has everything to become the number one pound for pound fighter of the U in, on the list. But just like just like Boner, like I I hate Boner because I love him. Yeah. I tell everybody that I hate him because I love him, right? Because. Every now and then you see you get these flashes or you just see guys that are like the God-given talent is so good. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you have, right? It's like just think if uh, Dirk Diggler didn't figure out until he's 35 he had a big win, right? <laughs> That's the possibility here. This is the thing where Jamel Charlo, between him and his brother, he has 100% round circle all of the right talents and skills. But then the personality is his biggest weakness and what's he going to do, right? Yeah. is a guy who's so humble because he's from Argentina, right? There ain't been nobody since out of there. Is that where he's from? I think. Don't check that for me. But I believe he's from Argentina. And what last one we had was Marcos Medina. Eating good, right? He's got a, I think he has a fight coming up. I think, what was it? Eight years is how long it may wear the paycheck class. Then we had Sergio Martinez. Yep. Other than that, at least during our era of boxing, those are the only names out of there. Argentina. Argentina. So that's a humble and a chip on the shoulder that you need to be aware of and also work into your game plan, I think. And those are those things, and it's easy to say on the outside looking in, because when you're, I guess, training for the fight, I I can tell you I don't know if that even becomes a consideration when you train for it, you know. So how do you feel about this fight? Do you think do you think we're gonna get a unified champ, or I'm sorry, an undisputed champ at 154? Yeah, I honestly think Charlo can uh, get the job done, but you I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good fight that can actually go either way. Mm -hmm. But I think it's dictated on Charlo's performance. I think so too. Um, Castano, if he wants to win, he needs to come in and change that right away yeah. and, and dictate the fight to get the win. Now, the odds say that it's minus 205 for Charlo and plus 165 for Castano. So if you want to bet 100 bucks on Castano, you'll get 165 out of it. If not, you got to bet 200 to get 100 against Jermel Charlo. Bigger question. 
if they win, let's say either one, and we have an undisputed champ, do they automatically make the list? No. I'm not going to respond to that. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101. Or hit us up on Instagram at Square Circle 101. Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. How are we winning? As soon as you become fearless, your life becomes limitless. Mm. That's what, I wonder if Canelo felt that, right? I'm out. Cheers!